Melbourne AA Steps Weekend 2006. This is Steve talking about Step 3. Hi all, I'm Steve, I'm an alcoholic. And I'm very gratefully sober, thanks to the grace of God, and Alcoholics Anonymous. And um, it's really interesting step, step three, a bit of my experience. I was thinking about it this morning and um, I suppose a couple of things that came to mind in reference to perhaps this step that I had an experience at about the age of 16 years old that if you like gave me the knowing or a faith that there is a God or a power out there and when I look back over my years of drinking before I got to AA, I never doubted the existence of that power or that God. For some strange reason, even though my alcoholism progressed to a very, very unmanageable stage by the time I got into AA, again, I never doubted the existence of that God. But experience shows me that that, that faith did not keep me sober and it did not solve the unmanageable problem. And I went through a lot of disillusionment with that and I can clearly remember when I first walked into AA and I looked on the wall and saw the steps which interestingly enough I was still drunk at the time I couldn't stop drinking when I came to AA and I think everything that was written up on the walls and everything everybody said when I first came in might as well have been spoken and written in Chinese I had no idea what it was about but I remember looking up on the wall and seeing the word God and I can clearly remember thinking to myself I'll pass that in other words it sat well with me that whatever AA was about was something to do with God. But again, I found as time went by that it, it didn't solve my drinking problem, that, that knowing or faith in God. And again, I became very disillusioned with that. Eventually I got sober and when I look back again, and I didn't see a lot of these things for quite a long period of time, I agree wholeheartedly in this journey with people who talk about hindsight being a wonderful, wonderful learner. There were a lot of baffling and disillusioning times in Alcoholics Anonymous and I had in my early years times where I couldn't stay sober and that confused me greatly and again my experience of being involved in AA, involved in meetings and having a home group, desperately not wanting to go back and drink and the fact that knowing that that God was still there yet still drinking upon that left me very disillusioned and confused. <clears throat> I remember hearing things in AA like handed over and trust in God and all those things and again, logically they made a lot of sense to me but at a deeper level, although that idea gave me a sense of comfort but it didn't seem to solve the alcohol and the unmanageability problems. So again when I look back at my experience in early AA, um, I had no understanding of the steps. I think I was talking to someone before that the first five years in Alcoholics Anonymous, again, buried up to the eyeballs in fellowship and home groups and things which sat more than comfortable with me, is that I didn't fully understand, certainly step one that was spoken about and done in the workshops today, I didn't really understand what it meant to be powerless over alcohol. Based on that fact, I didn't fully understand why I needed that power in my life and I suppose for the first five years as I look back now I can see what I did and I knew no better was I did what I often call my little AA waltz in some kind of fashion I sort of did this step one two three one two three one two three drink and that sort of cycle or waltz if you like repeated I don't know anybody if anybody sat in our group this morning and we looked at that diagram of the cycle of addiction and I can see quite clearly that 
in Alcoholics Anonymous, I was just repeating that cycle of addiction. And again, I had many, many times lying in bed at night, for instance, lying back there, looking at that upwards and, and at that God that I knew was there, which I found really interesting because I never blamed that God for my relapses. But I would cry out to that God in my own mind, going, I know you're there, but why? And I came to figure quite quickly that Alcoholics Anonymous was something about finding God, finding a power. And again, that left me very, very disillusioned because I, inside myself, was very open to that. But I sort of kind of didn't know what it meant, didn't know how to tap it to relieve my alcoholism. It took me to a place where I nearly walked away from Alcoholics Anonymous after five years because I was home drunk again and I couldn't stop myself drinking. And I had a thought that scares me. And that thought was, what's the point of coming back to Alcoholics Anonymous? Now, I never doubted that Alcoholics Anonymous worked because I'd been around long enough. Just like today, I look around and I see the results of Alcoholics Anonymous. And I think it's absolutely (coughs) tremendous and it's very, very powerful. But my experience was that I doubted myself and I doubted that there was something so wrong with me that I can't get this thing. I'm just not good enough to tap God. Maybe God doesn't think I'm worthwhile. And it left me in a very disillusioned place. When I look back again in my experience, without a shadow of a doubt, there has to be a power greater than myself in Alcoholics Anonymous. I have found it for a long period of time, just like today, that when I go to any AA meeting, talk to another alcoholic, when I come here today, I can experience the essence essence of some sort of power. Anywhere I go in Alcoholics Anonymous, there is a feeling that gives me the essence that there's something more than just a bunch of people in these rooms. And I really do believe that it was, probably as I look back now, it was having an open mind to that. Sort of paradox, isn't it, that I was so disillusioned and so consumed with my own clamours and confusion, but I was still sort of open that there was a power there. When I came back to Alcoholics Anonymous after the last drink that I had, I think it was that power that sort of guided me. Having just said that again, I find it really interesting that There's a lot of things I did not want to do in Alcoholics Anonymous. There's a statement that he makes in working with others, you know, it's some of these things we balked. We thought we could find an easier, softer way. And when I look back, I can see, which I never thought I did, but I balked at a lot of things of Alcoholics Anonymous. It was through being around Alcoholics Anonymous that I started to hear things in other people and I got to know some of those people and I knew, in a sense, a very powerful change had come across them and it wasn't coming from inside themselves, but it was coming from some power. And this intrigued me. I guess why it intrigued me and why I was open to it is because pain has always been and always is my greatest motivator. I will do things when I'm in pain. I will be open to things outside of myself when I'm in pain that I normally wouldn't want to do. And I guess it was that that led me on my journey of the discovery of this book and the 12 steps. And I guess I've got to go back to, there was a lot of people involved in that, but there was one particular old member who was very, very good, and he was very good at dangling a carrot in front of me, maybe just to get me to consider that maybe it's worthwhile coming down to have a look at that book. And again, when I look back on that, something drew me. I find that really interesting because, again, when I sit in meetings and I look up at those 12 steps, there's a lot of things in there I don't want to go and do and uh, I'll I'll go to any lengths to try and find another method or another way around that. But something was drawing me to have a look in this book. And basically, to cut a long story short, what was really relevant leading up to this particular step that we're looking at this afternoon was I started to understand step one in myself. 
when I go back and have a look at that, the same fellow used to say to me, you know, he, he used to say, just as I thought I understood something about something in Alcoholics Anonymous, as I kept coming back, I realised I knew very little about it at all. I thought I knew what step one was about. It made a lot of sense to me what happens to me when I drink and I could admit certain amounts of unmanageability, not really understanding them. But I started to see probably the, the main word in step one for me, I started what it, to understand what it meant to be powerless over alcohol. I talk in that book, especially in Chapter 3, about the mental or the mind side of this illness. It makes a lot of sense to me that when I know what alcohol does to me, when I pick up that drink, that knowledge and seeing that truth inside myself is, is well, I'm not going to go back and touch it because I know the damage it does. But the baffling feature of alcoholism, no matter how much I know on my own power and understanding, why do I keep going back and picking it up? And I remember having a step one experience. I was driving home from a home group at the time. I was about eight months sober this time round and it just came across me like a tonne of bricks that I can no longer rely on my mind. Simply my own experience shows me no matter how much through knowledge and information and understanding of the big book and the 12 steps and Alcoholics Anonymous, I would experience these strange little mental blank spots where my mind would say to me for whatever reason, you can take that drink, Steve. It'll be different this time. What I found really interesting is when I would have that idea of a drink, I would experience inside myself this sense of ease and comfort and actually believe that I can go back and do that. And then, of course, when I'd go back and do that, it was all misery and terrible. So I got to a place where I realised that I had to consider step two. If I truly of myself had no power to go back and stop myself drinking... And it was put to me a long time ago to have a look at the methods that I was using. Were those methods working? Was going to AA? Was talking to people? Was reading books? Was it keeping me sober? And my experience showed me that it wasn't. So it left me in a place where I had to consider step two. Was I willing to believe that that power could get me out of this? And I found myself between a rock and a hard place. I found that I had no other way around that. And I was willing to consider step two. But step three was really good, and I like what um, Lisa, I think it was, read out. You know, they mentioned in there that this is the keystone in the archway we are building, and it was pointed out to me that a keystone is a very, very important part in an arch. If I take that keystone out of an arch, the whole rest of the arch is going to collapse. And I came to realise <clears throat> that it was my mind I could no longer rely on. I remember many years ago I was reading a book called Knock God. It was a biography about Wilson. And there was one particular part that sort of helped cement to me why I was had to consider this decision and where Bill Wilson got to this place where he realised that within himself, that he could no longer rely on his mind to keep him sober. And I think he, it was written something about just before he took step three, he came to this place where he realised that this thing inside his head, his mind, the thing that gave him the ability to rationalise, to reason and to logic out, he could no longer rely on to keep him sober. And that's what I started to understand inside myself. It's interesting when we come into AA, and I heard the saying that um, there are no, make no major decisions in your first 12 months. That sounded good to me because I'm frightened of making decisions. But what I came to realise is that isn't that a big decision that I'm about to make in the third step? To make a decision to turn my will, that thing in my head that runs my life, over to the care and direction of God my first thought was what all of it because I don't want to let go you know there's a sense of security in the familiar of what I know 
And what's unfamiliar to me breeds a lot of fear because I don't know what's going to happen. And what I found myself in a place when I got a sponsor and got to step three the first time was that I experienced this enormous amounts of fear, which surprised me greatly because I'd always been sort of right with that God. But I realised that I was making a decision to turn my will and my life over to God. It's an interesting consideration that when I got to step three and I was listening to a tape a while ago of an American Indian and it was an interesting section on step three here that he described how his sponsor pointed out step three to him that this was a once one-off decision and he'd heard about the three frogs on a log thing you know how many three frogs sitting on a log one decides to hand his will and his life over how many left and he said three and his sponsor said to him well no that's different, it doesn't quite work like that and he says you make that decision and that's all it is, is a decision to turn your will and your life over what happens is, he said, God makes you an orange frog and the guy said, okay well, what happens if I get really, really angry he said, well, you're a pissed off orange frog (laughs) and the guy said, well that makes a lot of sense to me and then he said to his sponsor what happens if a week later I go out and get drunk And his sponsor said to him, well, you're a drunk orange frog. It sort of made a lot of sense to me that all I'm doing is making a decision, a one-off decision that this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to turn my will and my life over to the care and direction of God. But what stood out for me, and it ties back in with this little AA waltz, and there's a thing at uh, the end of the reading in step three there that at six odd years around Alcoholics Anonymous when I came to this place in and around step three and made that decision to which again I was extremely fearful of doing and quite consequently I felt like I was stepping on off into an abyss when I took that step but the little section after it describes the third step in the big book and this answered to me why I'd been battling in these areas for six years it went on to say that this decision could have little permanent effect unless at once followed by a strenuous effort to face and be rid of the things that were blocking us off from that God. And because I'd sort of been open-minded to the big book, I came to realise that when I get back into these worldly clamours that I create within myself, the unmanageability, the fear and the resentment and the guilt and the remorse and the shame that I don't seem to have the power to overcome, that they block me off from that power. And I came to realise that that was the thing. In a roundabout fashion, I'd sort of kind of turned it over, handed it over to God but I never moved on what sat well with me at that particular stage too and this was only my experience that it was pointed out to me many many years ago that if you want God gave me as a human being free will I remember somebody said to me years ago you know, God stuck us on the, the earth and he loved us so much that he gave us the freedom of choice if I want to go out and wreck my life God's not going to stop me but the point this person made at the time was that he gave me free will because he wanted us to come back to him because it was our choice not to be made to do that and that sat really well with me. So what I started to see for the first time even though I believed and had a faith and had experiences of that God God wasn't going to stop me running on this thing up here. So that decision to me was very very important again based on what I saw in step one that um, using that big book as a tool And I've been taught to do that over the years, to read myself into that book and turn the statements into considerations back on my own experience showed me that I just don't have the power to stop myself going back on alcohol. And my experience has been in AA, which I find really, really interesting. Again, if I use those considerations, it shows me that I can be in Alcoholics Anonymous 
and sober and still have an unmanageable life and I've certainly had that and had a lot of pain and uncomfort in sobriety. So it made a lot of sense to me when I sat down with my sponsor and there's another little line in here that he pointed out at the time and it technically comes after the third step prayer but it said, you know, we thought well before taking this step making sure we were ready and it was really good for me to sit and consider that to sit and consider was I clear on step one and what it meant to be unmanageable maybe I don't need to take that step maybe I don't need that to make this decision but at the time again as frightened as I was and I guess maybe this is where a little bit of honesty came in is I saw enough honesty in myself that I could see that I just didn't have the power to do those things and my experience shows me again there were no other methods or ways I had to get around that yet what I found is when I took that step and I thought well about it before I did it and I was happy to get down and take that step with the sponsor at the time. And it's a really weird journey for me in Alcoholics Anonymous. I think it's very paradoxical because when I perceive what I'm going to do in a lot of these steps, it brings up fear and I want to run away from it and not do it. But my experience is as I go with it because it seems right and I make those decisions to rely on that power, I start to experience perhaps a sense of ease and comfort. I started to experience a sense of something inside myself was sort of saying to me, all will be well, even though I didn't really understand things. And what I find that when I take these steps, there are promises all the way through these books that tell me in some fashion or another, if I make this decision to move to to letting God take care and run my life, I'm going to start to experience a sense of everything's going to be all right and I think I could get through this sort of thing. So to me, definitely looking back, as was read out in the beginning of the reading, to me... This is a very, very important keystone in my journey of sobriety for the sheer fact that I cannot do it on my own, on my own power, and I need direction and guidance for power. Even though that was a one-off decision for me, and even at the moment currently we've got groups of people who are going back through that process of the step, and just to finish off, you know, even though it's a one-off decision two weeks ago, we were at step three in these workshops that we're doing at the moment, taking people through the steps, And what was a really tremendous experience, I put myself back in that place with around about 22 other people and we all stood around this table and made that decision. And we stood together as 22 or 23 people and got down on our hands and knees. What was really good about it is because of my past experience I understood what I was doing but it reaffirmed back in me was I willing to make that decision based on what I'd seen in step one. And again, if you want, I got that step step three experience, that sense of ease and comfort that started to come from that power because I'd made a decision that I was going to turn my will and my life over to the care and direction. I love those words in the third step, care and direction, because I can't get them by myself. But again, just to finish off, and I suppose it's a good lead-up into the next um, speaker on step four, is that what I came to realise, I cannot just sit there, I need to move on and find out what's blocking me from that power. So to me, the third step was a very important one, but again... I needed help with other people who were armed with the facts about themselves who had had their own experience through this journey to help me see those things clearly. Thank you for allowing me to share today. It's been an honour and a privilege. Information about the annual Melbourne Alcoholics Anonymous Steps Weekend is available from www.stepsweekend.aagroup.org.au 
Thanks for letting us share.